Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. What's up, Hot Breathiverse? We are back. Welcome to the Hot Breath Podcast, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I am comedian Joel Byers, and you know what time it is. Hot Breath. This episode is coming by request, actually. I recently posted a Skype writing session I did with a local comic from Charlotte named Micah. Hot breath. People enjoyed it so much they wanted to hear more, so now I'm going to post one with an Atlanta comic named John Chappelle. He's only done comedy like a handful of times. It was like three times, so it was really cool to see the creative process from the ground up with him in terms of he's just even trying to figure out the direction of writing, so... Just like with Micah's and how a lot of you reached out saying it was cool to see the evolution and how far jokes and ideas can grow in just a single hour. So this is the same, that raw comedy that we all love. And if you want more of this raw comedy, pause. Go join the Facebook group, Hot Breath Comedy Network. I'm doing live Q&As with comics on there every single week. We've had everyone from Sean Patton to Jacob Williams to Mike Cannon. Mark Norman was on there this week as well. So definitely go join that group to check out all those Q&As. And also check out future Q&As where you can get involved in the conversation. So thank you so much for all the support and listening you've shown in these times we're all trying to figure out together. So... Anything I can do to help, anything the Hot Breathiverse can do to help, please reach out to us on all social media at Hot Breath Pod and at Joel Byers Comedy. And enjoy this writing session with John Chappelle. If you guys are interested in doing a Skype session with me or you want to get a set reviewed by me, don't hesitate to reach out and I'm happy to help. So all that being said, there is only one thing left to do. And that is inhale a hot breath. With John. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Which there's a joke there too, or a lot of jokes there. So you actually you went through Ancestry.com type deal? Yeah, yeah. My mom bought it for me for Christmas because she wanted to know what I had in me. She was like, <laughs> "I think you might have some Ethiopian in you." I was like, "Nope, it's Nigerian." I was gonna say, yeah. I was gonna say, with that many kids, there's definitely something black in your bloodline. Yep. <laughs> there could be a room for like a racial thing there. I'm too white to say that. I mean, but in right. a writing session, it's safe. <laughs> well, yeah. And so I always knew like they're more like the family, his side of the family is like South American, like down by Brazil and Ghana, all, all that area. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I got the DNA results back, I'm 5% Chinese, 4% Nigerian, like Five percent South American, like the eastern part of South America, and Ghana, and then like one percent Swedish. So I feel like there's there's got to be a joke within Power of Threes. Are are you familiar with the Power of Threes? Um, yes, I've 
I've seen it talked about. I've seen it mentioned or heard it mentioned. But, I mean, I know it's like uh, Marshall, the guy that owns Laughing Skull. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He has a YouTube video. It's just, there's no video. It's just like a PowerPoint presentation, basically. And um, he talks about it in there, talking about, you know, funny, funnier, funniest, that, that kind of thing. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great tool to just have in your back pocket and just to be aware of as an option. So there's, there's kind of one we could set up with your ancestry thing. With a, there's like a rhythm to three. So it would be like, I'm um, 5% Chinese, 5% Nigerian, and 90% uh, like baby mama or something. You know, like the third one is like a misdirect. So right. I felt like, um, I felt like there was, there's some, something we could do with a power of threes to where you did your ancestry and then it's like, I was 5% this that and then something absurd um i don't know what it is off like the top of my head but i think there is room for like a a quick power of threes there come yeah but yeah baby mama wouldn't be it and it wouldn't be if you're if you're a child of what was it 11 kids total yeah yeah i didn't know if it's like tribe i don't know hmm does something come to mind to you when you're hearing that of like Jefferson? I mean, eleven. There's eleven on a soccer field. Eleven on a football field. Could, oh, could do something with that. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the idea of it being like a team because eleven. Yeah, and you you rode the bench. It could be that you were on the bench, or um, <laughs> kind of like you being like the black sheep of the family. Or it seems, it's, I mean, you discovering this. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook of all places. I yeah. Yeah, I I really like that though. I think I think there's something too just as as I'm thinking through what we've come up with so far. I definitely like the idea of Facebook being like your ancestry.com. Um so it's just thinking of examples of that. But you didn't you, Oh my gosh, dude. I don't what uh what made you move here? Also, my mom got remarried when I was 12. And how did she, so you, you moved here when you were 12 and how did, how did she find yeah. someone in America? We lived right next to a military base in England and she worked at the pub and he came in and asked her out and all that. So that's how it all started. Uh -huh. But how every fairy tale starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Let me, uh, I am a I'm interested. Um, what is the, um, I, I hate, I didn't, um, I hate, I didn't look at that set. What all, what else did you talk about this in that set? Um, no, not this specifically. I have, like, like I said, I don't have any jokes written on this yet. This is just one oh, of those things. It's like, I know there's so much there. Okay, great. Okay. That's perfect. Then. Yeah. It's like a blank slate then. Cause I was wondering what you, cause you performed twice, correct? Uh, I've done three open mics now, but, um, 
I did one at Eddie's Attic with Sam. Uh, did Laughing Skull, and then I did one uh, in Duluth. I don't remember the guy's name that runs that one. Okay, great. Yeah, because I think when we first messaged, you had done you had just done your second open mic. Right. So that's that's great. And what are what are you doing so far? In terms of as like, far as, you've been on stage three times now. Yeah. Um, like what of what is maybe your favorite joke at the moment that you're that you've done on stage? So the one that I think was the most effective, got the biggest laugh at Laughing Skull for sure, mm-hmm. is I talk about I talk about being English and moving over here from England, and I say um, so. You know they have the equivalent of the dollar store over in England, like we have here, and it's just really awkward to ask somebody to go with you because I was talking to my sister and I was like, "Hey, sister, would you like to go to Pound Town?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it so, is uh, like so if, that. One if, got a really good response. I love that. And I think there's room to play with, like, so what is at the dollar store? What are some other play on words we could do there? Yeah. So it's because they sell, I mean, everything in there is a pound. So it's like, what else is like a word play with pound? Because it's like, hey, sister, would you like to go to Pound Town? That's where they sell, like, blank. Um, Pound, yeah. all, all, all I could think was pound cake. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at the I added a tag to it after like I paused for the laugh break, whatever, and then I was uh-huh. like, she slapped me, and that got another laugh. But then my brother told me he's like, no, you say so we so I took her to Pound Town. Like makes it sound a little bit more awkward, you know, <laughs> that I actually took her there. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm going to try that one out too when we are able to get back on stage. Oh my uh, gosh. I know. Yeah. I think, and there's people doing like online open mics as well, trying out material. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested of like what would be sold at Pound Town or why, what would you want to go to, uh, why would you want to go to Pound Town with your sister? Okay. And I just pulled up. Maybe pick up toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> so that because so you can go to Brown Town. Maybe there could be a play there. Oh. I need I yeah. need need to go to Pound Town to get toilet paper so I can go to Brown Town. Or maybe she took you to maybe her slapping you was Pound Town also. Um Okay, great. Yeah, this okay, I'm look how tall are you, by the way? Six six one. Six one. Okay. It's so funny. Like you're what you've told me so far, and I just pulled up the um just pulled up the video. And what I'll do also, I ha- I hate and I'm embarrassed I didn't watch this. So I'll also give you a set review of this um after we get off here as well. Cause I definitely wanna okay. Give you some constructive feedback on that. But um, based on what you've told me and how you look on stage, it's like a completely contrasting story. Like, I look at you and I'm assuming 
you're this guy that was raised in the South. You're like just this this good old boy, blue collar guy. But yet you come from England. You have 11 siblings. I think there's a lot of material, like you said, that's surprising to people. So like what else right. comes to mind with you? Like clearly the England and having so many siblings is like surprising and unexpected. What are some other things that may be surprising about you? Um, hmm. So like, I grew up with my aunt and uncle as they were more like brother and sister because me, my sister, my aunt, my uncle are all within like five years of each other. Um, yeah so there's a there's a a pattern in my family (laughs) you either have a kid and then you wait like 10 or 15 years and then you have one or two more or you have a couple wait 10 or 15 years and then have one so my mom i think she's 16 years older than my uncle and um yeah so and then my aunt's 18 months older, younger, younger. And then my sister's 18 months younger. And then I'm 18 months younger. And then, um, like I have a 20 year old and 18 year old and an eight year old. And, um, my brother is 13 years younger than me. The one that lives here. Uh-huh. So it's like a pattern in our family you know you wait 10 years and have more kids <laughs> how, how old was your mom when she had you 21 21 and how old were you when you had your first kid i just turned 19 just oh boy yeah i'm Ooh. only 38 oh john that sounds like a fun time there were were you uh were you married yeah well oh. not- we got married when we got pregnant with the second one. With the second one? Yeah. The first one was still just like a trial. Just it's like that yeah. was the tester baby. Or that that was the <laughs> that was your anchor baby. That's what kept you here so you didn't have to go back to England. Are you still are you still married to this yeah. lady? Yeah. Yep. Oh, very nice. Breaking the cycle. So yes. what are yeah, that's man. I I can't help but like <laughs> it just uh, all all I could think is yeah. It's it's like a stereotypical like um, it's like you grew up in the house. Have you seen the movie The Jerk? It was Steve Martin. It's been a long time. Been a long time. But uh, it was just like a yeah. big family. I'm just um trying to draw parallels between your family now. Or how you're trying to break the stereotype, you know. Or there could be something culturally between like being in England versus being in the South as well. Like you, you moved when you were 12. I mean, do you remember anything about living in England that young? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty much everything. So are there any like contrasting cultural differences or like surprises we could find between you now living in the South versus living in England? Yeah. I mean, obviously words that are used are 
way different, you know. So yeah. there's yes, that. Yeah. Um, I like that. So what are some other, we talked about uh, Pound Town, which yeah. I, I love, and I think there's still room to build on that. But what, um, what are some other slang words that are different between here and England? Well, you got wanker, tosser. <laughs> um, <laughs> which wanker is like calling somebody a jerk off. Okay. Tosser would be probably like an asshole. Oh, okay. Um, like... So, my aunt, I talk to her all the time, and she always tells me stuff. So, I can come up with all kinds of words. I'll just tell her, I'm like, just rip me for five minutes, make fun of me, and call me names, and she'll do it. And then I'll get all the words I need to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can be, they can be insults like that, but also just like common cultural things. Like, we call the dollar store, and then there, you know, right. Pound Town. It's almost just like even... Right, like just, the trunk is the boot. The trunk is the boot? The tr trunk of the car is the boot. Is the boot? Yeah, and the hood is the bonnet. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, like, a wrench is called a spanner. And I actually thought about something because um, you know how you're not allowed to use the word retard, right? Uh-huh. Well, over there, they call it a spastic. <laughs> so I can be like, well, I know I'm not allowed to use the word retard, but I can use spastic because you guys don't know what it means, that kind of thing, you know? Or it could be um, spastic sounds way worse. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> like, spastic sounds so much more insulting than retard. Oh. Like, spa spastic is like, spastic sounds like how they look. Like, well, I don't know how deep <laughs> we can go into this, but it, they look spastic. Like, they're spasming or spazzing, you know. Right. Um. <sighs> I wonder what's uh what's another one? Um because we or what we could even think also is like um slang in the south, we say things like y'all. You know, there's um there's certain phrases that like South slang has that maybe up north even doesn't have. Uh, right. Ain't, ain't is another one. Uh, yon yonder, right. things like that. Do do any of those spark any um, connections? Uh, not right off the top of my head. Like I, I can definitely like dig into that and find those connections, and like over time, I'll think of stuff you know yeah, that I can I think use for that. Yeah, because really what I'm looking for and what I look for in all and doing any sort of writing session is like looking for 
topics and ideas that are uniquely you. Right. So it's like only you could really talk from the point of view of your family one, but then also these slang terms of like you coming from England and like right. people can relate to it, but it's like if I went on stage and tried to tell these jokes, it it wouldn't work as well because it's I don't ha they don't I don't have the context of that I was actually born here right. and this is how I got here type deal. So I think when we're looking for and I think you said that in the Facebook message also in terms of like you're really wanting to get into that more like kind of personal material type deal. Yeah, and everything I have so far is pretty much all personal. Like I haven't sat down a bunch done a bunch of like set up punch jokes. It's mm -hmm. uh like the the one that I was using kind of as my opener is uh so I'm from England. Most people won't know this unless I show them my green card or my teeth. <laughs> I love it. Is that so, your opener? Said? That that's what I was using as my opener. Well, sort Great of. Opener. I guess define an opener. It's like the the first laugh, right? In the first ten seconds, thirty seconds, whatever. That's going to be your opener. Yeah, yeah. That'll be your opening joke. Is like you, the goal really is to get a laugh within like fifteen twenty seconds. You would like uh -huh. just to hook the audience in and let them know, okay, this guy's funny and we're in for a good time. And right. that first laugh gives you confidence on stage as well. So the quicker right. you get that first laugh, the more confident you're going to be. Yeah, so the first, I guess that's not really the opener then, because the opener was kind of my introduction. I introduced myself. And so my whole life I've gone by Chapel, my last name. Okay. But knowing what I know about Dave Chappelle, and actually one of my brother's names is Dave Chappelle. Um, wow. <laughs> Wow. Just, no, just no E on the end. So I've been introducing myself as Chappelle, John Chappelle, because mm -hmm. half the time people call me that anyway, you know. Um, and I was actually going to try a different opener on that set at Laughing Skull, but uh -huh. um, Pug, it's Pug, right? Plug. Pug. Plug. plug? Yeah, yeah, Plug, Plug, plug Chapman, so yeah. He introduced me, and when he introduced me, he was like, Next guy coming to the stage has got the name of comedy royalty. And I was like, oh, now I got to do that joke because of the way he uh, introduced me. So I was going to try a different opener. And then he introduced me like that. And it's I walk out and go, you, you know, as he said, my name is John Chappelle. I know what you're thinking. You see the hair. You hear the last name. No relation. And uh, the first time I did that, I threw in. I was like, I've never even met Kevin Hart. Ah, and, nice. And, you know, that's a good misdirect because everybody's thinking I'm talking about Dave Chappelle, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> but I didn't know, I didn't use that in that set um, at the Laughing Skull um, just because I want to try it without that. But it still got a good, it, it got a good giggle in, in the first five seconds, you know, so. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I, it's great you had, you were able to adapt as well. So, like, when you heard that, you had to, like, pull an audible. Yeah. Because I, I, yeah. I was going to, and I know they say that you're supposed to be nice and be likable and everything right out the gate, but I was going to come out and be like, so my name's John and I'm an asshole, but I have been told I'm the sweetest asshole you'll ever meet. I figured I was going to try that and see if that gets a laugh. 
So that was going to be my opener coming out there on that set. And then when he introduced me that way, I was like, oh, shit, I got to scratch that one. <laughs> yeah, but the fact you were able to, like, only being on stage a handful of times and you're able to already, like, switch the script in the moment like that, that's... That's that's big, man. That's something a lot of comics can't do. Like a lot of comics early on, they're doing A, B, and C regardless of what happens before the set. So right. Kudos to you for being able to even switch it up like that. That's impressive. I I like um, yeah. It's like being so new in comedy, you really want to give yourself every chance you can to like not make it hard on yourself. So like you saying I'm an asshole and then me looking at you on stage, I'm like, okay, this guy's like kind of intimidating. It could be a little off putting if you just come out and say I'm an asshole unless there's, unless you had a punchline behind it. Like you said, but people say I'm a sweet asshole. Like, do you have like a tag to that? Or was it, you were just going to say I'm an asshole, but people say it's sweet. Yeah, it was, that was going to be it. So, <laughs> But even though I, I did think of a tag, well, I, <laughs> it was going to be, so I'm an asshole, but people tell me I'm the sweetest asshole they've ever met. And then I thought about looking out at somebody and go, no, I didn't say sweet ass. Something like that, you know. Oh, uh, okay. As a tag. But like, like you said, it may not be the best thing to do. But the whole purpose of me trying that was because one thing that I want to do is figure out how to throw some callbacks in there. And I figured if I come out and introduce myself as an asshole and then make it funny, like towards the end of the set, I can be an asshole. And when somebody in the crowd gasps or whatever, I'm like, I told you when we met that I was an asshole. Right. (laughs) Okay. I like you thinking about the entire um, frame of the set, though. That's that's good. I think callbacks are something I can tell you that they happen a little more organically. Like anytime I've tried to like shoehorn in a callback or really force one, it's just never really come to fruition. But all my callbacks have kind of evolved organically over time. Those are callbacks are something that's like difficult to like kind of like plan for a callback especially one like that where you're counting on an audience reaction but then if you don't get that reaction then what are you gonna do now or if the opening joke doesn't get a laugh and then you get the reaction and then you call back the joke that bombed at the beginning of the set like what do you (laughs) think is gonna happen then you know what i mean (laughs) right but i i like your thinking like of the whole framework of the set though that's great and yeah definitely keep that in mind and also think there's room for a callback even with you talking about your teeth you know something you may find a connection later in the set but i think there's a connection uh, with your teeth that makes me think of okay no go ahead please it makes please. me think of a joke that makes me think of a joke that's in the set where i get hit in the eye Instead of saying the eye, I can say the teeth. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, what did you get hit in the eye? Please please expand on that. With a baseball. <laughs> when, I, when I moved over, um, uh-huh. 
I, uh, I basically, it's a pretty long bit for being in a four minute set. Um, it probably takes up a good minute and a half, maybe, maybe even closer to two minutes. Um, but just talking about how I sucked at baseball as a kid. And when I first moved over, my dad wanted to teach me baseball and, uh, took me out to teach me to play catch, but I couldn't catch. So he basically used me as target practice. (laughs) (laughs) And then talking about, you know, they put me out in right field because that's where they put the kids that suck. And, uh, then like fly ball comes out to me and I'm ready to catch it. No, it hits me in the face. So you, <laughs> so a fly ball comes to you and you miss it and it hits you right in the face. Yeah, hit in the eye, gave me a black eye. Yeah, gave oh me a black my eye. Gosh, dude. But yeah, so I yeah. Think just con- consider when you're listening to that set later that all of this is true stories. <laughs> Everything that's happened to me. But that's a great place to start because a lot of comics start from trying to just fabricate their way into a funny joke. But I like you're starting it the more sustainable and the more um, the way that's going to have more longevity is you're starting from a true place and are gradually over time going to like massage in the humor within what's real. So you're ahead of the game in that sense to where you're actually a lot of comics do the reverse where they try to be funny and then insert real into it later. But starting from the real places where you're really going to make progress a lot faster. So yeah, you're doing Yeah. You're doing a lot of the, doing a lot of the right things in terms of like putting in the work and having the right idea behind starting personal. But that met, that made me think you being from England is like, I don't, I don't, do they even play baseball over there? I feel like it's more of like a soccer. Yeah, there's really no baseball. They have it, but it's not. It's not like it is here where you've got parks on every corner right. with kids playing. It's all over there. It's all soccer fields. Oh, and do they play cricket there? Is it cricket? Mm-hmm. And they call they call soccer football, right? Right. Right. Okay. So there's another there's another word. Um difference there may be something too with them soccer versus football so maybe yeah, you and can... i use i use that a little bit um when i the first set i did um it didn't really i don't think it was effective where i put it but i was talking about moving over here and my dad wanted to teach me um baseball which i knew nothing about because i always played football what you guys call soccer right so and maybe you were when you were catching the ball, we got hit in the head with the ball. You were just trying to do a header, maybe, <laughs> is what it could be. Yeah. You were trying to do a header instead of like actually catching it with a glove. But yeah, I think there was a misdirect there with football and uh, soccer. Or it's like um, there could be a misdirect with I, I played uh, football or as y'all call it here, like gay, or <laughs> I played soccer. I played soccer over there as y'all call it here, gay or something. You know, I think there's could be room for a misdirect there in terms of soccer here versus there. Yeah. I, I, so like, I guess one, uh-huh. one of the things that I 
should probably mention because it's a pretty big part of my life. But uh, my two oldest daughters play softball. They've been playing softball for years. My oldest one plays in college. My other one's going to go to college next year to play. So, congrats! Um, that's a huge part of our life. That's where we spend our weekends with the families. And there's there's probably a lot of material in there. I just haven't even thought about touching on it yet because I think I've been more focused on the whole being from England, moving from England, and those type. That that's where my writing has kind of. Mm-hmm been but you feel like there's something to uh softball being such a big part of your life oh i'm sure your daughters there's plenty of material in there yeah what what um i mean let's talk through that what comes to mind what is like your instinct telling you that's funny about that um it's just the Really, is the experiences and just not even stuff that happens on the field, but all the stuff that happens off the field, and um, like being a coach and being in the dugout with these teenage girls and the things that they say, it's you would be shocked to hear the <sighs> dugout conversations. <laughs> so there's there's that's probably a big part of it, but also the people, like it's so many different personalities, different people, different, it's just a cluster of different. (laughs) Yeah. Like we got a Jamaican, we got a Jamaican family on the team. Okay. And, um, when, his name is Mark. When he talks to his wife, speaks with like a really deep Jamaican accent. But when, when he's just talking to the guys, he doesn't sound Jamaican at all. <laughs> <laughs> and like his, uh, his daughter drew a picture of the family one day and it's husband, wife, daughter, and two sons. And, she thought her dad was white, so when she drew a picture of the family, she didn't color him in. She colored everybody else brown, but not him. What? <laughs> so, you know, there's that stuff. Then there, yeah, and you just have such a different mix of people, lifestyles, you know, careers, and it's all just kind of meshed together. And it's like, here's your new family. Because we're all together for so much time throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's um, a great opportunity for like an act out or a character within you saying, talking about the Jamaican guy and how he has an accent with his wife that's different from when he talks to you, for instance. Right. So an example of that, what what did what did you say um, or Better yet, what what is an example that comes to mind of him doing this? Like, what did he say to his wife versus then, like, what does he say to, like, you? Because, like, do you, can you think of a time yeah. you overheard him talking? Like, what what has he said to his wife that then he's – that you're like, wait, who is that? What? Well, so we go on a trip every year for the Kentucky Derby. And last year we were in Vegas and me and him shared a room. And 
like in the morning he's on the phone and he's talking and I was like, you're talking to Jackie, aren't you? He's like, how do you know? I was like, because your Jamaican accent just came right. out. <laughs> That's so Oh, you called him out on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. I call, I call everybody out on everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a great, uh, that's a great uh, personality quirk to build on. She said you call everyone out for everything. So you, you're, are you kind of like um, a ball buster in a sense? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm relentless when it comes to that too. Like, probably my best friend. He's I think he's like five two. I never let up on the short jokes, and you know, we'll we'll walk into a bar to go have a drink or whatever, and I'll like pull the chair out and you need help getting up, stuff mm. like that. You know, see so that's that's how you're <laughs> the sweet assholes. You're always like exactly. ribbing people. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, what um, what what's um? So yeah, I like that. And you got you got real excited when you were talking about that. So I think there's more to that. What are <laughs> what are some other examples of how you're like a sweet uh, asshole? Oh man, <laughs> no pressure. Soon as I ask you, how are you a sweet asshole? Then Skype just goes like this, and it just <laughs> everything. I asked how your sweet asshole Skype just chimed in to tag up the joke, I guess. So, yeah. so like, I'll take videos of people, like at softball, just uh-huh. sit back and nobody will know. I'll just take some videos and then I'll put it on a loop and like do like a boomerang and stuff like that. And I may show it then or I may wait like six months and then pull it out. Hilarious. <laughs> um, Film people doing what? Like stupid dances or like, you know, being goofy, whatever. Um, Another thing that comes to mind, I was talking about this the other day. So we were in Vegas at a softball tournament and it was the week of the NFC championship game where the Falcons played the Packers. And I'm a big Packer fan. I'm with nothing but Falcons fans. Uh-huh. Our tournament gets rained out, so we all go to the bar and watch the game. One of the ladies that was on the team, she's a huge Falcons fan, um, and she was obnoxious that day. And so I go to the bathroom, and I'm standing at the urinal, and there's a sign. It's like, you know, text this number, get a free shot. I was like, okay. So I text the number, got my free shot, took it up to the bar, and I was like, what's the worst shot that you have? Like, what uh-huh. can you make? absolutely horrendous and they were like oh we can do a rusty nail i was like i don't know what that is but it sounds horrible and uh so i was like can i get one of those and just send it to that lady so i was buying her a shot you know sweet right very sweet worst shot you could ever drink that's the (laughs) asshole part (laughs) (laughs) and how did she react she took it like a champ and uh-huh. uh, at the end of the game, when the Falcons won, she reciprocated, and I had to do one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a good time. A, a nice, sweet asshole, as they say. Right. I wanna I, I wanna hear you. Um, I, it's also funny that you're a coach. You're the coach of the softball team. Well, <laughs> here you go. More. Um, the head coach. <laughs> 
will not call me a coach. Everybody, the parents, the players, the other coaches all call me a coach, but the head coach, which is my buddy, the short guy. Um, oh, my gosh. He refuses to call me a coach. Like He'll be like, our helper. Like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> but I do, all, I do all the recruiting and all that stuff for the girls. Um, so that's really my role more than actually being on the field coaching. Mm. But – Again, I suck at baseball, softball, whatever. So yeah. he uh, he's always like, you can't coach, you can't walk and chew gum at the same time, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's I, I coach, but I coach more stuff off the field because <laughs> they don't let me on the field. Yeah, what I like about that is um, that you you um, you couldn't catch a fly ball, so you decided to coach instead. Right. Like, that's, that's I, I made that joke before where it's like, you know, if you can't play, you just coach. Yeah. Those who, what I say, those who can't teach. So, um, I think that that's a funny, I think that's a funny joke and a funny way to segue into the coaching material is you do the joke about, uh, trying to play baseball and it hitting you in the teeth and all that, which explains the current grill situation and then it could be so instead i decided to uh, i sucked at baseball so i decided to coach softball instead and it could be i suck at that too or uh <laughs> or assistant coach or or i call it um or you say you're the softball coach it's like but i decided to coach softball or as the head coach calls me the helper <laughs> Something like that. Right. And then I can also make myself sound stupid with a misdirect leg. So I decided to coach softball. So I took the football out there to teach these girls. <laughs> <or something like. laughs> you know, bring the wrong set of sport yeah. equipment. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. So you I brought, uh, yeah, brought the you hockey brought a, sticks out. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. A racket brought like a tennis racket to, to serve up to serve up balls. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. We actually do that. They have a racket that you can use to hit fly balls and stuff. So <laughs> I like you brought uh yeah, so I brought the football and maybe you had shin guards or um what are some other sports things? I like the hockey sticks because hockey yeah. stick is funny. Uh-huh. Cause I'm gonna be the goalie. Or you tell someone, get behind home plate, you're the goalie. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, this is good stuff. <laughs> I love that. Be the goalie, pitcher, um, keeper, referee, umpire. Um, what could you call the dugout? The dugout could be called something else. The penalty box. <laughs> you know, that be the penalty box. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I love oh, you. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, there's, there's all kinds of tags in there. Just that could, That's going to be one of those jokes that it's going to be like, um, you need to know when to stop this one because it can go on forever. <laughs> yeah, and those jokes are fun because you can just just go super far with it. And then you can edit it back from there. You know what I right. mean? But yeah, go deep with that one and explore 
just brainstorm all the different um, sports phrases and equipment and rules and things like that, and then just see which ones you could plug into um, being like the softball coach. Like we said, you know, the hockey sticks. You get behind home plate, you're the goalie. You know, things like that. Think like, well, then you can get a lot of mileage out of that one. Yeah, and like when they throw the ball, like get it in the net. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, the pitch, so they call it a softball field, but maybe the gridiron. You could call it the gridiron, or um, what do they call football? Isn't it the gridiron? Yeah, yeah, gridiron. Yeah, yeah. To the gridiron or the diamond? Oh, it is a diamond because it's softball. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really like that. Using. Yeah, so I think there's room for you to just explore that more in terms of just think of all the different sports things that could be misinterpreted. But that's yeah, that's a that's a great one. It's something you mentioned a little bit earlier was about the things you hear the girls say in the dugout. Yeah. I think it's sound. It's that caught my ear as there could be as you us knowing where you came from and your living situation and your siblings and all that. And maybe how kids are different now. And you're, you're clearly trying to raise your kids the right way in terms of like, your family was wild, like so many it was seemed to be like turbulent and un just unpredictable, but now you have like a family, you've been married and all this. So it's like, but kids nowadays are even crazier. Or it's like, what are what are some of the things that you're hearing these girls like talk about in the dugout? Oh, uh, they talk about their boyfriends, they talk about you know things that they're doing when their parents aren't around. And their wow. parents are sitting right on the other side of the fence, but they can't hear it, and I can't. <laughs> that oh my stuff. gosh! But yeah, they're very open. Like, and the other thing is, like, they don't care what they say. They'll sit there and talk about their periods and okay. whatever else. So, so it's almost like they don't even see you as a coach either. So it's like I'm just one of the girls. <laughs> you're one of the girls, like. <laughs> <laughs> so the the coach doesn't see you as a coach the players don't see you as a coach it's like what are you doing there is this like part of your community <laughs> service or like are you are you even allowed to be there like it, it that's hilarious because the yeah. coach calls you a helper <laughs> yeah <laughs> <coughs> excuse me and oh, okay, so maybe a fun way to build on that is like you say something they talk about, like their boyfriends or whatever, and then they maybe turn to you and ask you about your boyfriend or something like that. So then, how do they treat you like a girl? You know, the the premise of that joke is that these teenage girls are treating you like one of the girls. So maybe they ask you for makeup advice <laughs> or um. I've actually had them ask me if I had any tampons. Okay. That, <laughs> I wonder why they think you would have them. Um, you know, we got to carry all kinds of stuff to the softball field because you never know what's going to happen. So it could, so then maybe you actually do. And it's like, oh, yeah, let me pull that out of my purse. 
or I have it in my coin purse, you know, in that secret compartment we always keep them in. <laughs> or it could be um, a tampon or a pad. Um, yeah, I'm all out of tampons. All I have is pads. All I have is pads now. Is it a heavy flow day or? <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea that they see you as one of the girls because, again, it's unique to you. And people seeing you on stage, they're not going to expect that. Right. Because I'm always looking for, like, when, I, when I'm seeing a comedian on stage, like, one, how are they creating material that's uniquely them? And also, how are they using how they look to their advantage? So it is... You, looking at you on stage, you look like an alpha male. Like, you look like a very uh, intimidating, dominating man. But then the material we're hearing is, like, <laughs> you're, like, the opposite. Where it's, like, you, you come from this confused background in England. And you coach softball, but don't coach softball. You don't even understand sports. You suck at sports, you know. You're getting treated like one of the girls from the girls you're supposed to be coaching. They see you more as a peer than anything. I think these are all on the right track in terms of like, we're finding material that's unique to John. Right. Oh my gosh. I love them treating you like one of the girls, especially now that I'm looking at a screenshot of <laughs> you on stage again. <laughs> a big burly guy, just one of the girls. Yeah. Because you, you look you look like you would be like like a jock, you know? And then it's like, no, you sucked at baseball, so you decided to coach softball instead. Which I think is great. So, so far we have, um, oh my gosh, so much. So, like, so far we're having um, the Facebook being like your ancestry.com. I think there I think there's something there in terms of you finding your genetics via Facebook. Um I think there's something more to and this may be down the line but just the cultural differences between England and like here in America in terms of like words and things. I like the dollar store pound town. I really I really like that. I think I think there's room to for tags in there in terms of maybe what you buy in there or um or it could even be I'm in here to the I don't know if the retard spastic may it may come off a little coarse coming from someone like you, <laughs> you know, someone who may be a little intimidating. Um, but I like the teeth thing. The teeth thing, I feel like there's some connection between like teeth in England versus teeth here in the South. That like a lot of people think you're from the South because of your teeth, but it's actually uh, like the South of England. Or right, you know, but you had a joke. What was the wording of that joke for uh, my teeth? teeth? Yeah, didn't you so, have one? So, I'm from England. Most people don't know this unless I show them my green card or my teeth. Okay, great. I love, I love that as an opener, to be honest, because it says so much about you already that you're from England, but then also it's like a teeth thing. That then I think you can smile. Like yeah, you can and I did. Smile. You'll you'll see. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was a big grin. That's what, I think that's what got the laugh more than anything was when I smiled. Like they got the joke, but then I was like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I'm born um I was born to live in the south or something like that or I don't yeah, I think I think there's more to the teeth cuz people in the south have terrible teeth. So people in England also are known to have terrible teeth. What else? Accents. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There's stuff people in the south have weird accent, people in England have a weird accent as well. There may be parallels, actually, beyond just thinking of the different words used, but also what are similarities between them? Maybe it is teeth. Maybe it is the accent. Um, is there something, the hygiene or food? Uh, do, does that does that spark anything to you? Well, food is definitely different. Um, one of the things that I was thinking of is, like, over there, the name of the pubs. Okay. Versus, like, the bars over here. Like completely different. Like uh, they've. I grew up going to a pub called the Horse and Barge, and um, they got the Middlesex Arms, the King's Arms, um, Three Wishes, uh, which it's all Irish people that go in there. Uh huh. Um, you know, so there's so many different names. The Black Bull. Like you would never name a bar or anything like that over here, right? Right. What are some names here? Um, Hooters. Yeah, you got stuff like Sportsline. Um, it's it's usually like somebody's name. Like I think down in Atlantic Station, I think there's a bar called McGregor's or McGregor's, McGregor's yeah. or something like that. But we we could even think of like more generic names like uh like a Chili's or right. an Applebee's or a TGI Fridays like those names are so much more whack than something cool like the England bars you right. know they give they clearly give a lot more thought maybe they give so much more thought to the pub names because the food is so bad and you have to be drunk to like it <laughs> so maybe that's <laughs> Maybe that's why they take they uh take pubs so seriously is because the food is so bad that you have to be drunk. But really, what um you know so and what we've talked about today, what is what is sticking out to you is like what gets you the most excited? What makes you feel like there's a lot that we can build on moving forward? Like we've explored a lot of ideas. What is what is your sense of humor telling you that, like, okay, I need to leave here and work on this, this, and this? So definitely, like, the the whole Facebook is my ancestry kind of thing and using that as how I found out about these seven other brothers and sisters I never knew about. Um, the, uh, the stuff we talk about with softball with me – not being recognized as a coach and like I sucked as a player. So I decided to coach and I'm going to suck at that too, that kind of thing. Right. So I think those two things that there's a lot there. Um, and then also like just the, the sports contrasts with, you know, using the, the hockey stick is a bat and <laughs> right. I love that. And the catcher is the, the goalie or whatever. <laughs> oh, I love that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the, the teeth. I think the teeth is... Yeah. I, I think that's such a great opener. I think it says so much about you very quickly. It's just such a quick laugh, but it's also very personal. Um, yeah, I, that's that's one of my favorites. That and the uh, there's so much to build on with the sports, which I'm which I'm glad because that's something like when you started to bring that up, you got like real excited about it. You know, it's something yeah. that you you just had a natural kind of enthusiasm behind which is really valuable and important when writing material because you you already know even though you just started comedy that like developing a joke is time consuming and it takes a lot of work and trial and error so you want to make sure you're writing jokes about topics that you are naturally curious about and you are naturally enthusiastic about that you're going to spend the time to actually work on if it's a topic that's just kind of you know, it's whatever, then you're going to treat it like whatever. But I think everything we've talked about today is really personal. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear, uh, hear more of it really and see what you can turn this into. Yeah. It's been, this has given me a lot of stuff. Like, like I said, with softball, I hadn't even really thought about tapping into it as far as writing yet. And Mm -hmm. just these few things that we've talked about is, and and it goes again with a joke I've already gotten. So, you know, help the flow of the set and everything else. But Uh my goal now that, that first four, five minutes that I've got, Mm -hmm. I think it, I think it was pretty good. I got a good response at the laughing skull. So to me, I'm like, okay, I've got a decent four or five minutes. Now I want to write like another four or five minutes so that I can get up to like 10 minutes and, you know, work on all that and just slowly build it up to 10, 15 minutes. And then as I do more mics and get more comfortable on stage, because you'll see when you watch that video, Uh there's a a lot of awkwardness and not knowing, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Uh, but uh, I know that my stage presence needs a lot of work. Oh, dude, what this, this is your second time though, right? This laughing skull. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. I mean, you got to think you got to crawl before you stumble, before you walk, before you run, you know, right. Second time on stage. The fact that you even got on stage again is the victory. A lot of people do it once and they're like, oh, never mind. So the fact you were even like brave enough and confident enough to get back up there and keep swinging. That's, I mean, that's all that really matters. That's the victory. Don't worry about stage presence or I didn't, all I worried about for the first few years of my comedy was just writing and generating material and the stage presence just naturally grows as you get on stage more and more. So all that, all that'll come with just time and experience but yeah, what you can control right now is that writing and rewriting. So you're you're on the right track, my friend. Well, I think I've spent hundreds of hours listening to podcasts and you know, I Oh yeah. I made sure I was very prepared before I went up to in, uh, in the laughing skull. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good that's a big place to perform too. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's there's a lot of pressure oh. in that room. And it was full too, so yeah, yeah, but it's good. Yeah, you got to listen to Hot Breath. You gotta that that's that's your best friend right there. Yeah, listening to podcast. <laughs> Just now, I'm plugging my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Hot Breath. That's gonna be the one. That's your homework. <laughs> Go listen to Hot Breath. 
Yeah, I've listened to some, and I'm just like, oh, I got to turn this one off. But even though it's got <laughs> good commentary and stuff, it's like some of the voices you're like, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's um, there's a good one if you're looking for more writing stuff. I did like a a top five writing tips compilation. Yep. I listen um, to all those. Yeah, so that yeah, that's that's a good one to get some more perspectives on writing. But we've really yeah, I'm real uh I'm really excited about what we came up with here today. And um I did record this as well, so I can also send you the recording just so you can have as a point of reference because Yeah, that'd be great. We uh we sometimes say things in the moment that we forgot and then when we listen back we find another nugget. So Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited, John. Great job, man. So, you know what you want to work on, and uh, just follow up with me with any questions. Will do. I appreciate it, man. No doubt, John. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give that set of gander right now. Um, I wish I watched it before, but we're gonna make up for it now. And I'll send you a a set review for you for that. Cool. Awesome. All right, John. Well, let's keep in touch. Feel free to reach out with any questions. Sounds good. I appreciate it. No doubt, buddy. Have a good night. See you, you too. All right, Hot Breathiverse. I hope you found that as helpful as John did doing it. My favorite part was actually him revealing how he is like the, quote, sweet asshole. And he was so enthusiastic just about speaking of how he does like to mess with people. And that's what it's all about in finding your voice on stage. And this is something Mark Norman said as well in his Q&A, is that you want to be looking for those personality quirks. You want to be looking for those moments you're funny in real life and translating them to the stage. So in just an hour time, we were able to find those moments for John. So if that's something you're interested in finding in your own comedy, reach out to me on social media and let's get a Skype session scheduled. I only do three a week, so the week of this release... I'm actually all booked up, but if you want to go ahead and get one on the books for the future, reach out to me at Joel Byers Comedy or go to my website, joelbyerscomedy.com and send me a message through there. But I love comedy. I love helping other comedians. So whatever I can do, don't hesitate to reach out with any questions. And if you want to connect with other listeners from around the world, go join that Hot Breath Comedy Network Facebook group. I promise It's going to have a lot of answers to the questions you currently have. So all that being said, thanks to John for letting me share this with the Hot Breathiverse. It's a very intimate and vulnerable time when you're in a Skype session mining for that personal material. But I'm excited to see John's evolution. Reach out to him on social media too if you'd like to connect with him and just see if you have any ideas for him. But let's get out of here. Stay safe out there, Hot Breath of Earth, genuinely in this time. It's crazy, but I feel like the more we can come together and help each other and just remain positive, I think that's going to help us all get through this. So thank you for all the listens and shares you've done. Um, they really does make a difference. Everyone that's subscribed to the YouTube page, we have over 3,000 subscribers now. It's crazy how much the YouTube channel's growing. But... um. Thank you. Thank you to my wife as I thank her at the end of all these. And I'll see you next Monday right here on Hot Breath.
This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.